and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Uh, today on the road as I tend to be during the summer but uh, have uh, made my way to lovely seaside Florida and uh, E.P. Garth joining me today producing the show we had to say goodbye to Stephen Simcox E.P. should we check in with Stephen his first day in the mortgage business do you think he's uh, do you think he's found any He's moving any mortgages. I guess I need to kind of check on him and see how his first day is going. Well, you might want to give him a day or two before you call. <laughs> Just, Just to let be him nice. ease yeah. into this thing a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's, uh, but EP, always fun to be uh, on with you. And uh, EP, I'll be, uh, we'll be, uh, hopefully, the whole, the, all of us, uh, you and Kimberly and Blake, will all be. Friday the 23rd, a week from this Friday, we'll all be out at the Heritage Creamery's new location. And uh, that's very exciting. And we're going to kind of have a grand opening, get together and party out there. And so I'm very excited about that. Also excited, EP, to let you know some breaking news this afternoon. Um, This is uh, some college, uh, the Major League Baseball draft was going on. Uh, EP Major League Baseball has um, been desperately trying to to get more people to care and watch the draft. I would say a good start would be like maybe not conduct it during the NBA Finals or like why the like during during the actual Game Three of the NBA Finals. I, I think that might be a decent start to to maybe have more people pay attention. Um, I did want to check it out a little bit. I'll be able to bring you some uh, some thoughts, and we can uh, have our people. Uh, you can always check in with us on our CNC Collision text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty because the Texas Rangers were picking second. EP is a guy who follows uh, sports. You were watching, I know, some of the NBA Finals last night. Were you even? Uh, were you dialed in at all to the MLB draft? Did you ever click over there to see what Rob Manfred was doing with that Major League Baseball draft? Well, yeah, absolutely. I clicked over uh, three or four times uh, at least, uh, in you okay. know, to see what was going on. And I was glad to see that uh, the Rangers picked uh, Lighter because uh, I think he was the best pitcher uh, available. So. Maybe he's uh, the yeah, future now, of the franchise. Uh, by the way, are you ready for the breaking news little stinger? Or do you want to hold off on that? Oh, oh, oh for you mean for what I'm about to share, the yeah. Baylor, the, the draft news? Yeah, 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 go ahead and hit it. That's All fine. Right. There you go. I like, I like <laughs> it when you call it a stinger. No, I appreciate that. Uh, Baylor's Andy Thomas has just been selected – Within the last few minutes in the fifth round by the Seattle Mariners. And uh, this means that a Baylor player has now been taken in every draft since 1991. That's pretty consistent. And that shows you that uh, the uh, program's been pretty healthy for a lot of years, but uh, put out, cranked out a lot of talent. But Andy Thomas was an All-American, and, uh, I mean, he made every, uh, like, all the all the academic success and he was named to all these like unbelievable awards for his character but he could also uh knock the cover off the baseball and uh has some power hits for average and uh in fact his uh, this this past year really turned it all loose and became one of those uh, long line of tremendous Baylor catchers that goes all the way back in my mind uh, Kelly Shopik was a uh, Baylor catcher 
who went on to have a pretty decent uh, uh, Major League Baseball career. And they've just been really, really good in that area. Shea Langoliers uh, is the most recent, uh, just tremendous catcher that is with the Braves organization. He's hitting a lot of home runs. I think last time I looked, he's had 14 home runs. But EP, good news. Andy Thomas, the catcher for Steve Rodriguez and the Baylor Bears. And we've had Andy on with us. He's a fun guy to talk to. And he's a really well-rounded guy who's got a big future ahead of him, wants to go to law school. But before he does that, he's going to go try to make it as a Major League Baseball player. And one thing that came to mind immediately, EP, when I saw that he went in the fifth round, was one of the last Baylor fifth rounders that I remember, and I'm sure they've had a few others maybe since then, but was Max Muncie, who is now an all-star player for the Dodgers and of course owns a World Series ring and uh, is a tremendous player for the Dodgers, hits the ball well, uh, has pretty good glove, but uh, is just great at the plate. Uh, and he was taken in the fifth round and EP, I would say things have worked out pretty well for young Max Muncy. Well, the, yes, Bader has uh, had a long uh, line of uh, catchers and one that I'm familiar with was catcher for a couple of years, and Matt Simpsky. Remember Matt Simpsky? Just for a couple of years. A few I do years know that back. name. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a lawyer here uh, in Waco now. So. Oh, good, good. Matt, uh, Matt Simpsky, okay, shout out to him. Uh, but uh, it was a, uh, man, they've had so many great, uh, talented players over the years, but you're right, catcher seems to be an area where you feel really good about. So Andy Thomas becomes the latest Baylor catcher to be drafted against that Seattle Mariners in the fifth round. Uh, EP, you'll be happy to know I've already reached out to uh, Baylor, and uh, we'll try to get uh, either Andy or Steve Rodriguez on tomorrow to talk about that. But we've got to kind of stay posted because you never know when another Baylor player uh, might get drafted. Now, you mentioned it. I, you know, I, that was the main reason I was interested in the Major League Baseball draft to see what the Rangers did. Rangers, EP, you might be familiar with this, although the Rangers have had some success, notably those two World tri- Series trips in, in 2010, 2011. Um, I would say drafting has not been one of the things they're great at doing. Uh, now, later in the draft, they've had some success, um, but first round they have really struggled where that is uh not being able to sign certain players um or or just honestly taking players that didn't pan out this has not been a team that has connected on first round picks are they alone in that absolutely not but i'm just saying the rangers have been dreadful in that area now the the most encouraging thing is now the rangers uh have the potential if if they get lighter signed, um, and and I mean that there becomes the question, you know, you you've got to get these guys signed, and uh, you 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 have to you know you have only a certain amount of money to sign all your draft picks, and this guy can command enormous money, and Rangers have had some issues in this area before. But uh, uh, I, this is this is a 21-year-old Jack Leiter is his name out of Vanderbilt. You know his dad, Al Leiter, and we saw him in the College World Series. Vanderbilt made it to the championship series, and then obviously couldn't get past Mississippi State. But uh, but Leiter was even though Kumar Rockers uh, unbelievable, and I think he ended up going maybe tenth uh, overall in this draft. Um, it, it, it is, uh, it's, it's an amazing, what, what Leiter's able to do, uh, 96 to 99 mile per hour fastball that's explodes on hitters, devastating curve and a slider. I was hearing his college coach talk about him last night after, after it was announced and, uh, four distinct pitches that he, that he brings. And so even though he had a little bit of trouble mid-season this year, listen to this, um, EP, over his four starts in the NCAA tournament, 
in College World Series, Leiter allowed seven hits and five runs in 27 innings while striking out, striking out 44. And and so, I, I mean, it's uh, they, the Rangers have been looking at him since high school, and the fastball consistently, I mean, it, 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 what it do, I mean, it's extremely impressive. And um, uh, Chris Young, the Rangers' new general manager, talked of a unique, quote, vertical approach angle of deception and great arm extension. Um, if, if you watch him throw the baseball, E.P., and I know you were watching some of that College World Series, um, tremendous lower body strength. And so he gets behind, that arm gets behind those legs, and, uh, and, and that's why the ball explodes so much. His coach said of him during the MLB Network uh, uh, broadcast last night, said he attacks. He's coming after you. He's a puncher. And that's the best thing you can say about him. So um, he he is he is not in any way afraid to pitch inside. He 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 likes to work quickly at times. He likes to get in rhythm. And um, I would just say, um, EP of all the first round picks and busts that the Rangers have had, um, I I. I mean, and again, it, it, it's easy to make fun of them because they have truly missed on so many. But this, this would be, if, if, if I would just say this, in my mind, if you're going to pick a college pitcher, Jack Leiter is about the safest route you could get, could could go. Is he Strasburg from several years ago? No, no. I mean, you know. There, the, Strasburg is one of those guys that comes along every like 10 years or so. But does he have a chance to be a high, high end, high, you know, top of the rotation pitcher at some point for a long time? Yes. And I think for Rangers fans who are listening to us, EP, one of the exciting things is there is now a chance that if this, if they get him signed, and you keep saying, well, Matt, what, what, what's he going to do? Is he going to go back to school? Is he going to, well, here's the problem. I mean, you know, these players, these first-round picks, especially up this high, organizations, because of the, you know, they only have so much money to allot to players, sometimes don't get a guy signed. This will be tricky. But let me just tell you, if you don't get Jack Leiter signed, it, it's, it becomes an organizational embarrassment. And, uh, and that's one uh, that Ray Davis... Uh, the Rangers ownership can't afford, but uh, Leiter's just—he's a phenomenal guy to watch. And uh, EP, I would say that uh, uh, Rangers have been known to mess these things up. But I, I, in my mind, the, the the Pirates at number one did the Rangers a favor. Okay, I'm nothing against the the catcher uh, out of uh, Louisville. The, the young man out of Louisville, who I think, you know, could have an incredible future. Um, that's That kid's name is Henry Davis. That's the first overall pick. But I, I'm just, I'm just saying um, this, this is going to be, this is going to be tremendous if they get him signed. Well, I'm sure that they will sign him, but uh, you got to keep in mind also, you, you alluded to the fact that there were, uh, there is a long line of uh, Ranger, Texas Ranger busts when it comes to draft day. And that goes all the way back to the David Clyde. Remember the David Clyde story and the tragic story, a young kid oh, right out of yeah. high school? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alan, and uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, but that's this a, is not a high school that's kid. That's a rough one because yeah. they rushed him. No, it's not. And uh, and that's a that's kind of a tragic story because too much was put on him too quickly, but uh, this is a mature mature player, and if they do get him signed, and I think he's very excited. And um, I, the only reason I bring up the signability is because that recommended slot bonus uh, EP is seven point seven million dollars. Okay, and it could end up taking them a little more than that. And there is a history 
of of the Rangers not getting first round players signed. Uh, the the Matt Perk I think was the name the TCU pitcher that uh, that uh, they had a signability issue with years ago. So um, they 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 this kid uh, because of where he grew up. There was some thought that he was going to try to almost force his way, the Leiter family, to Boston. That's been talked about. I do think, though, obviously, now having the draft rights and having exclusive negotiating window, that the Rangers will get this thing done. And uh, and Jack Leiter, um, it, and what I kept trying to get to a minute ago, uh, EP, and I kept thinking of other things, is the the rotation... If lighter, if they sign lighter, of of I think his name's Hans Kraus, um, is, is one of those uh, is one of those young prospects. There there, there are t- three or four starters, including Jack Lighter, who could be in Frisco, and EP. There's nothing more exciting, especially for a organization, a big league team that's struggling. But it's pretty exciting. San Diego had it happen, but they had it happen a lot more with position players. But when you do, at a at a lower level, have tremendous, tremendous talents on their way, um, that can ignite. And 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 again, that doesn't always excite a fan base as much because you need to win at the big league level. But but I think it's always it's it's extremely healthy sign. That if they do get Jack Leiter signed, EP, uh, you might have to load the family up, get the grandchildren loaded up, and take them to Frisco to watch that Double A team because that rotation could be stacked. Well, I have done my uh, share of minor league baseball visits, and uh, when Zach Duke, uh, who retired a year or so ago, long career in the Major League Baseball, thirteen years, I think, and. When he was coming up, we visited him in Hickory, North Carolina, of all places. And uh, on July the 5th, and because the game was rained out on July the 4th, we got to see the fireworks display. And also uh, David Murphy, for, of the former Baylor player, was working his way up to the Texas Rangers about that same time, was on that team. And uh, so I got to see two and one on that trip. And that was a love of uh, uh, minor league baseball. There's nothing like it. Yeah, in fact, um, I, I, I would say that uh, Central Texas, with its great baseball history and tie-ins, I, I feel like uh, I feel like we could use uh, we could use an affiliate. I mean, I guess we could count um, Round Rock as being in Central Texas, but I think we're big enough uh, in Waco as much as. Uh, were growing and all the excitement in the area and everything. Um, I could uh, I could handle some uh, some minor league baseball. Uh, EPA used to go out and see some minor league hockey in town with I believe it was the what do we call those the Ice Bats or something like that. Well, we had, had the Waco, Waco Wizards for a couple of years yeah, here in Waco. Yeah, I think that was the. You're right. I, Ice Bats were somebody else. Either Temple or Belton also had a hockey team back then. I forget who the Ice Bats were, but anyway, you're right. It was the Wizards, and I would go see them play a little bit. I think that was when I was at law school in, in Waco. All right, uh, E.P. Garth, alongside Matt Mosley, uh, I am on vacation. But what I love to do during vacation, E.P., is just do a little radio, all right? And just kind of sitting out on the patio, watching a little bit of a storm start to blow in over the Gulf in seaside Florida. And uh, uh, great to be with you today. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. At 3.40, we've got some Cowboys talk to get into. And uh, as we prepare for training camp, and uh, we're going to have a uh, longtime uh, beat beat writing friend of mine uh, will be on with us. That's going to happen at 3.40 today. But next, I want to react to last night's NBA Finals. And I think we're seeing... Um, basically the ceiling for a star player change right before our very eyes. We discuss next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Still looking at some scattered showers throughout the evening hours. Should be tapering off by 10, 11 o'clock tonight. Otherwise, partly cloudy by then. 72 degrees to low. We'll see clearing skies tomorrow with a lot more sunshine in the afternoon and a high of 92. And mostly sunny and humid on Wednesday with a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite TCU Horn Frogs, Stephen. I'm going to say Dima. that. You and, and Brian Estridge <laughs> and John Denton and Chad Trotel. Those would be, and, and you four would be my okay. favorite TCU Horn Frogs. Does Jovan still claim oh, the yeah. purple? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TCU grad. Okay. I should include her on that list. <laughs> one of my bosses. So y'all are my five favorite TCU <laughs> Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, I want to talk right now about uh, uh, Cooper Complete, uh, developed by the physicians of the world-renowned Cooper Clinic in Dallas. Cooper Complete nutritional supplements were developed by Dr. Kenneth Cooper and his team to address the shortcomings of other vitamin products on the market. You need more vitamin D and zinc for immune system support. Uh, the COQ10 and omega-3 fish oil for heart health, and calcium for bone and joint health, to name just a few. I want you to visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the Cooper Complete Vitamin Needs Assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the specific supplements your own body needs, you'll get 10% off your entire next purchase. It's 10% off your next purchase. That's the coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete Supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, improve the quality and quantity of your life with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Milwaukee Bucks bounced back in Game Three of the NBA Finals, winning 120 to 100. Suns now lead that series two to one with Game Four on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Texas Rangers select Vanderbilt right-hander Jack Leiter with the number two pick in the 2021 MLB Draft. Leiter was one of the best college pitchers this season, going 11 and four with a 2.13 ERA and 179 strikeouts in 110 innings. Altuve got a walk-off home run to lift the Astros over the Yankees eight to seven. Rangers could not overcome back-to-back early home runs by the A's and fall 4-1 heading into the All-Star break. Home run derby is tonight. Joey Gallo is the number two seed behind Otani of the Angels. Gallo has gone deep 11 times in the last 12 games and may be the hottest hitter going into the home run derby that starts at 7 tonight. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. is Matt Mosley alongside E.P. Garth. As, uh, appreciate Ward White's with that Sports Center as we uh, move right on into a, uh, uh, a Monday afternoon. Uh, coming to you, uh, doing a little road work today uh, through the magic of our, uh, our tie line technology and uh, uh, on the beach in Florida. But uh, still doing some radio, happy to be with you. And I brought you the news earlier today um, that uh, Baylor's Andy Thomas, within the past hour, has been selected in the fifth round by the Seattle Mariners. And uh, the uh, uh, now a Baylor player has been taken in every draft since 1991. And as we were just talking about the, uh, the Rangers 
with uh, with Jack Leiter, son of Al Leiter. A lot of you guys remember him uh, from uh, his time with uh, with the Mets. But uh, Jack Leiter became a tremendous and overpowering pitcher for Vanderbilt, and uh, now he will be that he was the Rangers uh, pick as second overall. And that kind of gets you caught up a little bit. And uh, Baylor women, by the way, had a little activity over the weekend. And I'll get back at some point and mention that. But uh, kind of filled out. They have had some transfers. Obviously, they've had a few people transfer out with Kim Mulkey leaving. They've had some people transfer in, which is exciting. And, uh, and they were able to uh, finalize uh, a member of their 2021-22 class, a tremendously talented uh, high school player who we'll be telling you more about, but uh, Baylor women's basketball uh, hopefully being able to pick up where they left off. Again, losing a few quality players, but uh, Nelissa Smith probably, uh, arguably, the uh, best player in the country returning to the Lady Bears, and uh, and that's another place, E.P. Garth, you need to, uh, those grandchildren, you need to get them indoctrinated into Lady, Baylor, uh, Lady Bears basketball as quickly as possible, okay? There's no, there's no age too early for that. I, I guess you're uh, talking about my age? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about your grandchildren. Oh, yeah, well, they... Get them involved in yeah. some Lady Bear basketball. Well, they love yeah. the Lady Bears, yeah. And uh, the the youngest Good. three, uh, Blake and Kimberly's three, they... Uh, they're going to be all about Baylor, that's for sure. Yeah, good, good. We'll get them out there and see see about all that. Okay, uh, I want to remind you at 3.40 today, uh, we do have uh, John Machoda, uh, my longtime uh, friend on the Cowboys beat, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about training camp and what you can expect uh, as the Cowboys get ready to open things. And, um, man, all that stuff is happening uh, next week. In fact, Cowboys will arrive in town on about uh, I think the 21st and then of course uh, uh, they'll they'll be a, a State of the Union address uh, State of the Cowboys address and that'll happen with Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy and Stephen and that'll take place and uh, there'll be a lot of excitement around that hard to believe it is starting up that quickly we'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys and and kind of what people uh, can't expect from them as camp gets started and all the big critical questions of camp and then what it means to have uh, hard knocks, uh, HBO's hard knocks as well uh, around that. I, I wanted to talk right now though about last night's um, NBA Finals and uh, for the second game in a row, this was a Milwaukee win and Milwaukee came home, their crowd got behind them. They really uh, never really felt like Phoenix tried to get back in that game. They couldn't. Uh, Devin Booker had a horrible night by his standards. I don't know. I don't know if if what was going on with him exactly. Um, he he ends up only playing 29 or 30 minutes in that game. Scores 10 points. I mean, we're talking about one of the great young players in. Uh, all the NBA, this is, you just don't see that very often. Uh, somebody that is, is this, uh, this sort of a rising player just having a horrible off night. They, the one thing it allowed Phoenix to do, they were out of this game by so much so early in the fourth quarter that they were able just to keep Booker out the rest of the game. They did not have a comeback in them. And so in a way, uh, uh, Monty Williams just decided to go ahead and cut his losses and, uh, and play out that game. Now, EP, one of the things that's uh, happened in, in the finals, you know, in the last series, we, we kind of talked about with Milwaukee and Atlanta, Chris Middleton had some unbelievable games, and, and he emerged as a, as a, a, a pretty consistent closer for Milwaukee and then in these first two games uh, especially that game two Middleton just didn't really bring anything and I think he ended up with 11 points in game two he's the former A&M great but I what what Giannis has done in this series and in particular these last two games 
The first game, we were determining if his leg was going to be okay and if he would be a factor in this series. The second game, he went crazy and had 42 points in a losing cause. Last night, he was tremendous, you know, doing it all. And EP, I, I think what we're seeing is is uh, a player get to the point where uh, his whole his whole ceiling, um, everything about him is changing before our very eyes. We he's been an MVP in this league. It's not like we don't know he's great. But, but in some ways, he's been defined by what he's not. Um, not finishing in the playoffs, not making free throws, not being able to close games. What, what we're seeing right now from Giannis Antetokounmpo is a player who can finish at every level, can, um, can make turnarounds from 16, 17 feet, occasionally will shoot a three, but, but knows not to try to fall in love with that. And uh, EP, I, I, I would say what we're seeing is, I think it's kind of a special moment in NBA history because a lot of times, you know, people have focused, well, this isn't what we wanted, a, a, a matchup between Phoenix and Milwaukee. Oh, it's not gonna be great ratings. I, I could not care about that kind of stuff in the least. What I care about, am I interested in it as a basketball fan? Yes. Um, are the people that listen to us interested in it? I think very much so. I don't really know any of our NBA fans or college fans that are out there like, oh, I'm not going to watch the NBA Finals because it's Phoenix and Milwaukee. I don't think that happens. If people love basketball, they're going to watch the NBA Finals. And I think we're seeing... And I, I don't know, EP, you, you obviously, um, I, sh I shouldn't say obviously, you're, you've, you've got me by uh, a few years. And, and you can go back and, and think about some of the, the greats. But it's hard to think of, um, I mean, even when you go back to the Big O and people like this, well, the Big O was like, what, 6'5 or 6'6 six, six or something like that. But it, none of these people had... Giannis's size. I mean, it's it, Durant can do a lot of things. Um, he he's unbelievable shooter. He can handle the ball. He can get his own shot. So in he he's kind of in his own world. LeBron is unbelievable at what he does. But to see someone at age whatever twenty five or twenty six EP that at seven foot, at seven feet tall, that can dribble like he can take people off the dribble, post them up, and then do those unbelievable finger, finger rolls. I mean, the, the worst thing you could say about him right now is that he struggles at the free throw line. But I, 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 this is a tremendous show that he is putting on, EP. Well, Shaq was the worst free throw shooter that I can remember uh, from a big man. And, uh, but as far as Giannis is concerned, boy, he is a, an incredible athlete. And uh, 10 years ago, we were talking, we were saying the same things about Dirk. And is the, the, you know, the Mavericks were on their way to defeating the Miami Heat uh, in the NBA Finals, and that was a big upset. And, but uh, to come from behind against Phoenix, they're going to have to get more out of Drew Holiday. It's as simple as that, because once they go back to Phoenix, it's not going to be a 20-point victory like it was last night. So... Uh, yeah, they, I, 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 I agree with you, and, but it's, it's interesting you brought up Dirk because Dirk was, Dirk was a, uh, he, he, you know, he was unbelievable in so many ways. We had not seen seven-foot players um, who can shoot threes, and even LeBron and KD in some ways have borrowed from Dirk's game. Even Giannis every once in a while with a step back may have borrowed from Dirk. So Dirk's an interesting name, EP, to bring up. Now the thing that the thing that Giannis does that Dirk didn't do is Giannis in some ways um, you, you know, is a point guard. I mean now they have Drew Holiday who plays the point in a lot of ways. But it's just it, it we just don't have a lot of players over the years to compare um, of a seven foot man 
bringing the ball up and then just in open space, taking people off the dribble. Um, I, I mean, if he ever developed a consistent three-point shot, he would just own the game completely. But but even even without a three-point shot, I mean, think about this, EP. Think about how much we just beat up this poor kid in uh, in in with the 76ers, Ben Simmons, who can't shoot free throws, can't even shoot a 10-foot or 15-foot shot, is is an unbelievable athlete, but his game hasn't developed enough where he can even be a factor in the postseason, while Giannis has overcome whatever shortcomings he has and has is at times completely taking over this postseason. He is as unstoppable as we've seen like LeBron. Now, again, to be like LeBron or KD or Michael or whoever you want to compare him to or Magic, you have to do it over and over and over. And, and Magic was the first guy we ever saw that had the crazy, you know, the height. We, I just don't think we'd ever seen anybody before Magic that had the, tr- the tremendous size to go along with the passing, the ball handling, all of that. Magic could go play center and beat you that way if he needed to. Giannis certainly isn't as creative a passer as Magic. I mean, the best modern-day comparison to Magic would be someone like um, Luca, because Luca has the size and then the tremendous passing ability. But I do think what we're seeing is uh, is 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 something to behold, and I'm uh, I'm very excited about it, and uh, I get so fired up just th- sort of thinking about uh, thinking about what this guy could become, and we're seeing him take his game to a whole different level, and and. Sometimes we see that in the regular season and don't see it in the postseason. Now we're seeing a guy truly do it uh, in the uh, postseason. All right, there's our NBA. Um, we need to talk some Cowboys now, and we're going to do it with a longtime beat writing buddy of mine, John Mashoda from The Athletic, covers the Dallas Cowboys. He will join us next. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Milwaukee Bucks bounced back in Game Three of the NBA Finals, winning 120 to 100. Suns now lead that series two to one with Game Four on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Texas Rangers select Vanderbilt right-hander Jack Leiter with the number two pick in the 2021 MLB Draft. Leiter was one of the best college pitchers this season, going 11 and four with a 2.13 ERA and 179 strikeouts in 110 innings. Altuve got a walk-off home run to lift the Astros over the Yankees eight to seven. Rangers could not overcome 
overcome back-to-back -back early home runs by the A's and fall 4-1 heading into the All-Star break. Home run derby is tonight. Joey Gallo is the number two seed behind Otani of the Angels. Gallo has gone deep 11 times in the last 12 games and may be the hottest hitter going into the home run derby that starts at 7 tonight. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, I want to talk to you about. Uh, we've got John Mashota coming up uh, to talk a little Cowboys, get ready for uh, training camp, and uh, but I do want to talk to you about uh, Heritage Creamery. It's uh, it's a very uh, Oh, it's something I, that E.P. and I are both very fond of. His daughter, Kimberly, uh, is a uh, owner, uh, as well as Blake Batson, her husband, and uh, Heritage Creamery. You've got the location 1125 South 8th Street on the Baylor campus, uh, and, and I love that one. It's right by Common Grounds. That's one of the great hangouts right over there by the Baylor campus. Students love it. But uh, I'm telling you, it's summer with the students, uh, not all the students over there. It's still a fun time to drive over there. Take your little ones over there. My goodness. And they've got some, uh, they've got some great options. And they feature scratch-made cones, fresh-baked cookies, and homemade ice cream. Everything's 100% all-natural and made in their shop. And you can order by the cone, scoop, pint, float, or shake plus the plenty of kid-friendly menu option, fresh top-of-the-line ingredients, no additives or preservatives, and um, uh, open every day 2 to 10. And let me remind you that new location, 13701 Woodway Drive, that's Highway 84 and Ritchie Road. That's Heritage Creamery. All right, we, uh, we're going to talk some cowboys here in a second, and uh, EPUs let me know when we have our uh, we have our man on, uh, Jean Machota. But uh, again, uh, oh good, EP, uh, nice nice work, and uh, uh, John Machota joining us now. Um, and uh, John, uh, good to have you. I, I know you're packing up. You're getting ready for uh, training camp. Back to Oxnard. Are you? Um, uh, last year, uh, COVID kind of ruined everything. Uh, it certainly uh, ruined the Cowboys' uh, training camp as we know it. We've spent a lot of time out there in Ventura. Uh, John, on a personal standpoint, how excited are you to, uh, to be going back to uh, a, a normal, a somewhat normal training camp experience in Southern California? Yeah, I really can't even put that into words. It's by far my favorite part of covering this team that's like not even close the idea that they would you know I, I wasn't down here when they would go to san antonio or some of the other places that they went to so i never experienced any, anything other than oxnard and so the fact that they're going back there like and i was still kind of hesitant like when i heard the steelers weren't allowed to leave their place this year i was like are the cowboys just putting this out here just to put it out there as just like well we're gonna try and go but the nfl could still shut this down so I was still a little nervous about that. But, no, it's – I mean, I've always wanted to cover a Super Bowl, and it's not like this team has done that anytime recently. So next to that, it's covering training camp out in California. I just There's nothing like it, as, as I'm sure you're very well aware of. You know, I uh, – uh, yeah, I think that is – that does seem like uh, um, uh, something really to uh, – uh, to, to reach for in life is a Cowboys a Super Bowl. It almost it's sad that it seems so far fetched. Although this is the time of the year, John, when we start to uh, think about the, the people start talking about the Cowboys as a, a, a potential Super Bowl team and all those kind of fun things happen. Now, uh, one of the things I always get excited about, you and I talk about it when we get to training camp. By the way, I spent time in San Antonio, and there's nothing like. Um, <laughs> A 28-night stay. I think I went 27 days in a Marriott right there on that uh, right there on that Riverwalk. And, and it's good for Marriott points, but at some point, John, it, if you're in San Antonio, Texas, in that heat, the walls do start to kind of uh, come in on you a little bit. So that's what I've heard. David Moore would tell me about that when we'd be getting into that, like third week out in Oxnard and, and maybe I'd complain about something, which 
I can't believe I ever did, but I think it happened. And he would say how it was like Groundhog's Day. Everything was the exact same going inside that building. And then you're inside. The only time that I guess you guys would leave is really just to go get something to eat, and then you come right back inside, and, and that was it. And I got a little bit of that feeling last year when they had the training camp practices, even though uh, some of them were outside, but there was a lot of work done inside the Ford Center. And it was just – the other thing is, too, was like last year there's no fans there. It just It's real boring. And then the other part of it, too, was that Mike McCarthy isn't a big music guy during practice. So when <laughs> you just kind of like – it was really like there was really no like excitement uh, going on at all during those practices. And so now getting back out there, I believe they're going to have fans there, uh, even though I don't think it's going to be to the – amount that they've had in previous years i don't think that fans are going to be allowed around the entire outside perimeter like they were before but i think it'll be at least a little bit more like the way it used to be and i think that's big for for jerry jones he really wanted this because like if you see the statement he put out after they said that they announced they were going back to oxnard is that he wants everything to get back to the way like getting back to normal and there's no secret with someone like jerry jones who was willing to have as many fans as they w- they did have at all their home games last year when there were stadiums that didn't have any fans there. So I think this is a big Jerry Jones thing, you know, much like them have hard- having hard knocks. Like Jerry Jones' fingerprints are all over this, and it makes me wonder if when Stephen Jones is, is in charge, will it all be like this? Because he's not like Jerry. And so is he still going to want to go out to California like Jerry does? Or is he going to be a guy that's like, nah, we're fine. We can just have fans come out to the Ford Center. I, I hope that's not the case. You know, having watched, uh, talking to Jean Machota from uh, from The Athletic, who I've covered the Cowboys with for a long time, John, having watched Stephen, like, at the uh, uh, Nobu and, and uh, out there by that water at one of those media parties in recent years, I kind of think he'll be okay continuing to take the Cowboys out there. It is interesting, though, and hopefully Jerry's with us another 20, 25 years, but uh it, it's it's it is interesting to think down the road to how something like that would would look, but we all know Jerry's going to live till he's probably about ninety five, so we don't need to worry about that for uh, for a while. Now, John, I, your focus when you're out there, I know a lot, and, and a lot of people's focus will be on the quarterback. And while he's looked great, and it's been fun to watch him out there uh, rooting on Mississippi State. And again, we won't know till the preseason, and and until he takes a hit, you know, we you you I don't I think that's when we'll know. Okay, he's truly back, um, John. He he made that statement. Hey guys, y'all are the ones who keep bringing this up. I don't really want to talk about this, you know, injury anymore. But what do you? How do you think he'll be managed? in training camp and and how much do you think you'll be able to kind of learn and glean from him from these practices i mean will they really really try to ease him in or do you think he's going to be pushing and prodding them to let him have as many reps as possible out there how what will the push and pull of that be like yeah i think he'll be pushing for a lot of reps but i I just don't get the sense of this last year of covering a Mike McCarthy team that he's going to want him doing that just because Mike McCarthy's very aware of if they lose Dak Prescott, you know, the season's not going to be much better than it was last year. And, and he certainly can't have that. And so I think he's going to give him every opportunity to kind of ease him in. But with that being said, he's going to have to do team drill, things like that. And when he does that, there are going to be defensive linemen around his legs that, you know, they're not going to be trying to tackle him. Uh, they don't hit quarterbacks in, in training camp, but there's always accidents that happen. And, and I think that even though Dak did say that, that he you know kind of wants everyone to move on from that, there's got to be a part of him that wants to see how he reacts to taking a hit, too. Because, you know, this isn't a guy that just wins from the pocket. I mean, even if he's not scrambling for yards like he was when he, when he had the injury against the, the Giants, he's a guy that extends plays. I mean, that's if, if you did a highlight package of Dak Prescott's best throws, I'd be willing to bet over half of them are when a play breaks down and he extends them with his feet and throw something down the field. And so because of that, I, I don't expect us to see a ton of that work in training camp in terms of guys actually going after him and trying to tackle him. They're not going to try and hit him. And he gets outside the pocket, they're going to let him scramble and throw the ball. We saw some of that during OTAs and, and minicamp. And then you get to the preseason, it's like how much is he even going to be out there for preseason? And when he is, it might only be a series or two, so maybe he doesn't take a hit there either. So we might not see him actually take a hit on that ankle until week one. 
And, and that'll be interesting. I mean, that'll be, that's certainly something that everyone's going to be watching throughout camp. I mean, even if he, you know, throws a couple passes and, and just tweaks his ankle and is limping a little bit, it'll be the story of that day. But I still maintain that, yeah, until he takes that hit, that's the next part of it because, you know, he hasn't had injuries up until that one. But at the same time, you know, that's a play that he has to make. That wasn't like he got, you know, that was some type of play that he can take out of his repertoire. He needs to be able to extend plays and get outside the pocket and maybe not run five times a game, but he has to run at least a couple times a game. You know, when when we were, um, and I think all that's true. I mean, I, I'm I'm fascinated to watch all this and see how it plays out. But until he takes that first hit, I, I think that's when we'll know. This this hard knocks thing is going to be fun, uh, John. I hope you jump in there and get some camera time. Uh, I am. I was not planning on coming out, but when I found out Hard Knocks is there, I, I am thinking about that first week in August, making a brief appearance just to see if I can possibly get some HBO time there. Uh, do we? Um, I, I, you and I used to watch some of those uh, practices, and Sean Lee, and I want to say it was DeMarco Murray, they really set the tone on both sides of the ball. Um, Amari's a quieter guy, and I'm not saying he's not going to be working hard in, in training camp at all, but when you think about some of those, in Witten, obviously we don't want to lose, Witten used to set the tone in his own way, um, and they had a hard time kind of getting him off the field. When you think about, uh, whether it be Zeke or whoever, who do you think uh, on both offense and defense are going to be those players who uh, and we used to kind of think of Vanderesh even even early in his time. Although we've kind of we, we we think a little differently of him, but obviously because of his injury history. Who are those uh, three or four players you think are going to be the tone setters for for this training camp? Well, certainly, I think it starts with Dak. You'll see. You'll see. He'll probably be the most vocal of anybody on offense. Zeke will certainly do that as well. I would say if that that comparison to. DeMarco Murray, Sean Lee, I can certainly see some of that back-and-forth drawing going on between Zeke and Micah Parsons. You know, they got the Ohio State-Penn State rivalry there. Uh, they've already done a little bit of that play talking back-and-forth during some of the OTAs and minicamp, and then certainly there's just a lot of expectations on Micah Parsons. So I, I feel like he's going to be out there a ton going against the ones, and when he is, I think a lot of the times he's going to be trying to go after Ezekiel Elliott. And so I could see that being there's some good battles there. Um, and then I would say... I, I, I'm really looking forward, and again, now this is going to be our first time seeing the way, I got kind of used to the way Jason Garrett would run practices, so you kind of knew every year what they were going to kind of do, and one of my favorite things was when they would do the one-on-one passing drills, where if things would really get heated with Dez and whoever, whatever corner was defending him. Now, of course, they didn't have a corner at that time that was really on Dez's level, so he got the best of most of them, but I'm looking forward to some Trayvon Diggs versus CeeDee Lamb and those similar situations like that, because... I mean, Trayvon Diggs should be their top playmaker on the back end, and C.D. Lamb has a chance to be their best receiver this year. I think he's going to take a pretty big jump forward. So I, I think some of those guys, and then, but in terms of a vocal leader on defense, I think it's Demarcus Lawrence. So maybe maybe he gets into it a little bit with Lyle Collins or, or, or Tyron Smith, and then also Randy Gregory mm. is going to be a lot more in the mix. So. Uh, it's kind of all over the map, but yeah, you certainly don't have that, you know, you knew Jason Witten was the guy kind of leading that offense, and you knew Sean Lee was the guy leading that defense. There's definitely there's definitely a change over there, but, uh, you know, you also got to be a guy out there that's making plays. You can't just be a guy that's just barking and just because you're, you're a great trash talker. Like, you've got to be one of the top guys, too. So if Micah Parsons can do that, then I, he's got the personality to not only be the big talker, but Micah Parsons has that type of personality where I can see him, you know, where we've come away from those five episodes of Hard Knock saying, yeah, Micah Parsons was the star of that show. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like, it's a good and bad thing that, that there's so much, like, if Micah Parsons is the real deal, this is all going to be exciting. But I kind of hear ourselves talking right now, and I, I sense that, you, 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 the Cowboys are almost needing Micah Parsons to be their second best defensive player this year. Like, I mean, I like Diggs, and I mean, he he's he obviously got a lot of talent, and Joseph could be interesting. But I mean, we start thinking about this defense; it's not like they don't have some talent. But I mean, Jalen's kind of everybody's. I mean, maybe he'll be fine, but we've seen him, we've seen Vanderesh, but um, uh, I don't know. I mean, is that is that? resonate with you i mean is is micah parsons in a sense almost need to be after demarcus lawrence their second best defensive player 
if they're going to be the team that goes beyond where Jason Garrett could take them and they have playoff success, then I think, yeah, because I just think he brings something that's unlike we've seen on this Cowboys defense in a long time. I mean, they just they don't have defensive playmakers. And, you know, like you said, you know what you have in Diggs to a certain extent. You certainly know what you have in Demarcus Lawrence. Hey, if Leighton Vander Esch can get past the injuries and stays healthy all season, we've seen he can play at a Pro Bowl level. So, yeah, you have those guys there, but, you know, that none of those are guarantees. Whereas with what we've seen them and, and the things in OTAs in minicamp, we've seen Dan Quinn move around Micah Parsons. It, it isn't your traditional middle inside linebacker stuff we've seen from the Cowboys. Like, they are bringing him up. He's going to rush the passer. He's going to do kind of a, a bunch of different roles. And I think in along with that process, you're going to he's going to make mistakes. I mean, they're just, there's going to be things that, I mean, he didn't even play football last year, and, and there were certain things he did at Penn State that you just aren't going to translate over to the NFL. Like one of the big things that in talking to his defensive coordinator at Penn State is like he didn't have to shed a lot of blocks because there just weren't guys that were even getting their hands on him because he was so much better than everybody else. Well, that's not going to happen in the NFL. So if he can handle all of that, yeah, I think he can have a major impact. But I do think that he has to be, uh, you know, a guy that we're looking at as a defensive rookie of the year candidate if this team is going to be that type of team that makes a run in the postseason. Because if it's not, then it's a defense that's probably, you know, maybe – 20 25th in the league i think that they will be better than they were last year just because i don't think you can be any worse and i think dan quinn was a was a good hire for this group but if you, yeah you if you're like a the 20 25th best defense i think the offense is going to be one of the top five in the league that's probably good enough to win the nfc east but that just probably gets you in the playoffs you get you lose in the first or second round and that's what they were they did that before that's not why mike mccarthy was brought in here he was brought in here to win playoff games so I don't see that happening. I don't see them reaching that level of them getting to an NFC Championship game without several guys in the defense emerging. Maybe it's Keanu Neal. Maybe it's Demonte KZ. I just find it hard to believe that, that Micah Parsons isn't in that mix if they're going to reach that type of potential. John, I appreciate it. Um, I, I am doing a little radio from the beach, and today I purchased a new beach hat, and I looked in the mirror, and, and I had a thought, and I thought, this looks a little bit like a hat david hellman would wear and and i don't know how that made me feel uh from cowboys to dallascowboys.com i I, maybe it was youthful that's a man who takes more selfies than any any teenager out here but uh uh, i may fire off some selfies and and get them out there but uh hey john i appreciate you always uh always fun catching up with you and uh, safe travels to oxnard and i'll hopefully see you out there soon absolutely man good talking to you yep you too there he goes John Mashoda uh, of The Athletic does a, a really nice job. Co- okay, EP. <laughs> Covered the Cowboys out there. Boy, EP, it's been a, it's been a fun day uh, uh, right there um, from the beach. I'm going to leave it with you. Game time with uh, Tom Barfield is coming up next. EP, thanks for everything today. Enjoyed doing the show with you. Uh, you too, and uh, enjoy that uh, sand down there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and uh, we'll continue. Uh, we'll be uh, got some big things lined up for folks tomorrow, and then Big 12 Media Days. Remember, our coverage of that, um, uh, both Tom Barfield and John Morris will be on site for our coverage of that. It's going to be really good coming up Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, for EP Garth, I am Matt Mosley. Everybody have a tremendous afternoon. Game time is next. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 football previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 football previews presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Roman, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Spectrum weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit HeritageCreamery.com for more information. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. 
I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? At Pickup Outfitters, we think you do, and we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas, one bro at a time. So grab your buddy 